Welcome everyone. Uh, this is Pastor Ernie Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moorpark, California. And thank you for joining me today as we continue our study in the book of Ephesians. Uh, today, as we study, um, I encourage you to, um, well, uh, have your Bible out and uh, prepare yourselves as we begin with a word of prayer. Let us pray. Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. Uh, we thank you for your word that dwells within us richly. Uh, bless us in the words of Christ and, and the promise that you give. Invigorate our study and, and grant us a faithful discernment um, into your word. Bless us in the faith and strengthen and sustain us through this very word as we hold fast in faith to the word of life. For all these things we are thankful. We pray this in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 All right. So uh, today, as we go on with our Bible study, just a quick note for you. If you watched this before Sunday, uh, please join us for our Sunday Bible study as well, as that will be on YouTube Live uh, this week uh, with question and answers. We discuss uh, free will and the decision for Christ. Is that possible to choose by our own free will in our own ability to decide and choose to follow Christ. And that's what we're going to talk about on Sunday. So join us for that, uh, for sermons, uh, for, for teachings, for the catechism live. Uh, please join us throughout the week. Um, if you have missed one, they're all up on the YouTube archive on our YouTube page. So please check that out as well. Uh, thank you for joining us today. And today I got a good one for you. It's good. Very good. Ephesians chapter 3, St. Paul, as we talked about last week in verse 1, <clears throat> though he is under house arrest, <clears throat> the duality we see right here is that he is a prisoner for Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles. Right? So, uh, you know, prisoner... Uh, has a usually in a worldly sense a negative connotation one of great binding one of great enclosure uh, uh, behind iron bars as we see it but here we see in verse 1 that he is a prisoner right for this reason verse 1 Ephesians chapter 3 that because of what he just spoke of in chapter 2 about uh, the gospel by grace we are saved through faith right because of this gift of the gospel, Paul is a prisoner, that he is under Christ. And that is the best place to be, covered by his blood, uh, 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 as God works uh, through St. Paul as a proclaimer of this gospel on behalf of the Gentiles. And we continue here in verse 2 and 3, right? It says right here, please follow along. Verse 2 and 3. Assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. All right. So, when we speak of who uh, 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 Paul is, here in chapter 3, he is speaking of his credibility. Right? 
Again, he is under house arrest, and, and the Gentiles are very discouraged, or they could be, and, and, and that is a possibility, right? I, I don't know, just for a real-life example, um, in this contemporary time, you know, let's say you have a church, uh, and, the, and sadly, in so many different ways, even though it is the will of God, right, by the call, uh, uh, the pastor, let's say, um, uh, takes another call to another congregation. It's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a discouraging and grieving and sad time for the congregation that he is leaving. And um, I think at the end of the day, you know, you're always reminded of why you stay at the church. Because it wasn't the pastor you were following, even though he was called to the very church to preach and teach and administer the sacraments, but rather you are following the word to which he speaks, right? And I think that's the key. That uh, St. Paul is saying here, yes, uh, there is Paul, there is Apollos, but, but God gives the growth, right? And I think that's very important when it comes to the credibility of St. Paul. Usually, you know, when we talk about credibility, it, for any job interview, we are speaking of all the achievements, all the accolades, all the experience that we have to, to what we bring to the table. But, but what St. Paul is doing here is act, exactly the opposite, right? He is saying right here in verse 2 and 3 that he is a stewardship Right, that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, the oiko, the oikonomian, right? Oiko house nomian, this this kind of manager, this law, this administrator. That Saint Paul was called. That this call was given to Saint Paul on behalf of the Gentiles to proclaim the the mystery of God's truth to them, and that is this revealing of the gospel. Right now, why is this so important? In verse, as we look at verse two, that was given to me. Right, verse three, that was made known to me. Right. So when we talk about manager in itself, and I, I should have uh, put that right there as well. This is like an aqua green. Very cool. Um, but. Uh, that it was, uh, we, we, see, we see these, we're just going to go colorific here, uh, <laughs> given to me, made known to me, that he is called to be the manager, right? As, and, and, you know, as very, we very well know, when there's a manager, uh, there is also a, a boss, right? Uh, the manager who... Uh, is uh, standing in place in the sense of uh, making sure that everything is okay, uh, whether it's at a business or at a restaurant or, or whatever it is, but they're always um, under uh, the big boss. And, and likewise, too, St. Paul, you know, his whole ministry was not about him, but rather being a, a, an under, right? An, an, uh, as an 
under Christ, that is, he is serving under his name, and therefore he is a steward, a manager, as this call was given and made known to him. We know who St. Paul was, his storied history, very intelligent man from Tarsus, but yet at the same time a persecutor of Christians. And there's something here about given to me and made known to me. That is, his credibility was all by, and we'll talk about this in a little bit, the grace of God, the will of God, right? It wasn't like he uh, went to a job fair and said, look at me, Lord, right? <laughs> fill, out the, uh, fill out the application and say, look, this is what I've done, so let me do this. No, God calls him. And we know that very story of Acts chapter Nine, right? And this is, as we know, uh, the Damascus Road, where there he was called. Anyways, so we see right here in verses two and three that he is simply following uh, the will of God. Um, that. Uh, that he is giving them the word that was given to him, and therefore he is simply a, a mouthpiece of the gospel, a chosen instrument, as we see in Acts 9. Um, and there he is going uh, on behalf of the Gentiles by the grace of God to give them what has been made known to him by Christ himself. And um, this is very important in light of the credibility of St. Paul because it's not about him, right? It's not about him, but it's about the word of God that is being uh, uh, worked through him for the people. And here we see in verses 2 and 3 that in this Place in this uh, call from God, Paul was given that authority, right? He was given that authority to serve the Gentiles for their spiritual well-being by giving them this word as the chosen instrument. And, and why is this so important? Because though he is under house arrest, this word of Christ, the gospel, does, it, it cannot be deterred by any human hands, Right? That this word that he preaches, that's what it's all about. Uh, that it is preaching Christ and in him crucified. And, and there, again, remember, this is what should be of their great encouragement. Knowing full well that um, they have this very word. And that word is Christ. No matter what is happening in St. Paul, this word, what does it do? Uh, what does it say? Um, Uh, The grass withers, the flowers fade, the words of the Lord endure forever, right? So simply, um, St. Paul is doing what he has been told as a manager for this house, for the Gentiles, given to me, made known to me. Why is it so important again at the end of the day? By the grace of God. Acts 9, the Damascus Road is by the grace of God. And through that grace given to me, made known to me. There he is reminding them, not only for himself, it was always about the word for St. Paul, right? It had to be, because there on the Damascus Road, he was called by that very word of Christ, 
Saul, Saul, why hast thou uh, persecuted me? And, And we very well know that there on his conversion, he is giving them the same word that was made known to him, given to the Gentiles, all by the grace of God. Very important, right? It's always the word. As pastors, it's always the word. We're not bringing anything new to the table. It could be, oh, I have a vibrant personality or I have all these new ideas and innovative techniques. But if they steer and veer away from the, 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 the center point, the, the, the core of the word, if, if our ways start becoming the dominant force in how we do our or how we fulfill the call as pastor, I know that'll always get us uh, into deep trouble. Right? We are pastors are under shepherds, under, under shepherds of Christ, sheepdogs, right? Uh, pastor's uh, doxology program is great, but uh, I encourage everyone to go to that, um, especially as pastors. Uh, but, uh, uh, but sheepdogs, right? Sheepdogs, the dog that just kind of uh, runs around the sheep and makes sure everyone's in line, everyone's together. Uh, sometimes he might bark, uh, but he is constantly circling around, keeping the sheep together um, as a sheepdog. And there the good shepherd is, the boss, the king, our Savior. So, so again, St. Paul saying, this is who I am. I'm a stewardship, right, on behalf of you. And now we continue in verse uh, 4 and 5, right? And we can read that together right here if you have your Bibles out. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations as, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. Right, so, so when you read this, right, that this mystery is unfolded by the very word of God. We speak of the Old Testament, and we very well know that when we speak of the OT, that they were always looking forward to Christ. Right? Uh, yeah, many people of the Old Testament, just many people of the Old Testament, uh, still didn't really have uh, that true picture of what that looked like. Of course, the prophets, you know, uh, especially like you, we read in the Bible in the Old Testament, Christ is everywhere in the Old Testament. Um, and one of the, uh, the prophets, Isaiah, as we know in 52, 53 of his book, uh, there he would prophesy 100 years before the, 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 the word made flesh, but there he made or there he uh, prophesied about what was to come. Everyone was looking forward to Christ. Um, And here he was finally revealed to the apostles and the prophets by the Spirit. All right? And uh, when we uh, speak of by the Spirit, it is through the power of the Holy Spirit that works uh, creates faith that illumines the soul and the mind to the ver- through the very word of God, the mystery, right? And it says right here, when you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ by the Spirit, 
enlivened, enlightened by the Spirit. Apostles' Creed, Article 3. The work of the Holy Spirit. How does the Holy Spirit work? By the very Word of God. The Word of God that unfolds the mystery of Christ at hand, and that is the Gospel, the Word made flesh. All right? And because of this Gospel, because of this Word, the mystery in verse 6 is revealed. Why don't we read that together? This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. And specifically for the, the Gentiles. What? What is this mystery? And that revealing is because of the gospel, the result we see the benefits, right? What are the benefits? Right here, we see. That they are fellow heirs, members, partakers. Of the promise. Right? All by the gospel. You know, we always want to be a, a card-carrying member somewhere, right? Like your local big box store has your credit card, has a card member. Everything is all about membership, right? They all have benefits. You know, you get this credit card, you get uh, 18 months, uh, no APR, 5% off, you know, eating at restaurants or, or 10% off if you, if you use this at a certain place. There are, there's always benefits. And at the end of the year, it accrues and you see all the benefits come into place. And you, and you say, wow, look at all those benefits, right? But when we talk about the gospel... What is accrued, right? Uh, by the body and blood of Jesus, sacrificed for you, and specifically here in the context for the Gentiles. What a great picture of hope this is for you and me as well. That all by the work of Christ, this is the result. Not what we bring to the table, but what He has given to us. Now again, this always goes back to the umbrella of St. Paul... My umbrella. It's a rainy day. <laughs> it's it's uh, the umbrella of St. Paul because from here flows what? It's all by the... This is what we learn in Acts 9. Grace. The grace, the free gift from God. And what flows from this outpours, like this, um, just kind of this flow of this result of this grace i know i don't know why i'm doing this but i am on the whiteboard <laughs> but like as this uh flow uh from god's grace the result is what that we are heirs members partakers this is all grace language this is uh, inheritance this is free gift this is by that very free gift you have your identity right that you are 
a citizenship of God, that you are with God, that your name is written in the book of life, that through the forgiveness of sins, by the very blood of Christ and his resurrection, by the gift of your baptism, you are robed with Christ and made heirs with him, partakers of the promise. And this is the, 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 the encouragement that St. Paul gives uh, to the Gentiles, to the Ephesians, uh, as, they, uh, as they are enduring in this time. Because it's always about Christ. This is our greatest encouragement. Not just, oh, you could do it, right? But rather, it has been done. That is our great encouragement. And because it has been done, this is the reality to which we live in this one truth. Am I yelling? Sorry. <laughs> Hopefully it's not getting too uh, loud on the microphone. Sorry, Jeff. I know when you edit this. Sorry. Anyways, but the point is, is this, is that what we speak of uh, the results, here we see it all by the blood of Christ. From St. Paul in his conversion to the Gentiles to their faith. It's all about the actor and the doer. And that is Jesus. That is a result. Okay. So, this is the mystery that was revealed. All by the word of God. And that word is Christ. This is what St. Paul is telling them um, constantly, time and time again. Right? I think as pastors, it's always a reminder for me that all I have is the word of God. There is nothing... I can fix. There is nothing I can bring to the table uh, to make things better. There's no way I can have a motivational speak that will get people to be more, you know, enduring and more uplifted. No, it's only the Word of God, right? We believe, as we look at here, from St. Paul to the Gentiles, that it's only by the living Word, right? By the power of God's Word that uh, that is Christ, uh, that we uh, that we have the joy and the peace and the strength and the endurance and perseverance and the hope, right? All by this very word. And that's what St. Paul is really uh, hammering home here. And we see right here in verse 7, as we uh, get to um, here, um, of, as he hammers it even more home, that of this gospel, right? It says, of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. I'll stop there. <laughs> of this gospel, right? This is the resume. This is the credibility. Because of this gospel, of this gospel, connected to this gospel, there he goes, um, as he was made a minister. How? This is right there. By the gift of grace, which was given. Right? Grace is given, of course. Uh, and there he would go to be a servant to the word of Christ, not by his own human reason or strength, but by the Spirit who creates faith in him, but also this word who creates faith in others, there St. Paul would remind them that from the Damascus road would flow everything for his own life, but all that God has called him to do in Acts 9. Remember Ananias, come on, Lord, you know who this guy is. But our Lord said, this is the chosen instrument. And there he went 
to be that chosen instrument called by this gospel given by the gift of God's grace. And there he tells him, this is the word. This is your truth. This is your precious, uh, uh, life-giving, eternal, never-dying word. And that's Jesus. So take heart. That's right. You know, I. That's right. Now, of this gospel, I, I know it's it's easy to get caught up in 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 this world, in all that the entanglements of the flesh, of sin. But as we get back to this word here, it reminds us not only of the credibility of St. Paul, but who we are also as we are seeing our own credibility, our own status, our own identity by the grace of God. We have much to be thankful for, knowing that this word is with us. That we hear this word time and time again as we're studying right now, as we hear preaching on Sunday. Again, if you need to listen to a preaching, if you need a live service, please go online, right? www.faithmorepark.com. But I think at the end of the day, it reminds us of our own status, from St. Paul to the Gentiles to you. And that status, as we conclude today, is of the least. We see right here in verse 8, To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches. Right? The unsearchable riches. And that's what we're going to conclude with today in this very verse. St. Paul is saying he is the least. Right? We look at 1 Corinthians 15, 9. Uh, he, he, he describes himself as the least because of what he had done by being a persecutor of the church. Uh, that uh, he is, I think, in a dual meaning, number one, a persecutor of Christians. But also number two, I think, uh, what we talk about uh, the least that because of this persecutor of the church, he was not worthy in his own right. Not worthy, right? But it's all by the grace of God, right? And therefore, I guess we'll go number three now. (laughs) There is humility, right? You know, we see in the Bible... Uh, so many different words of Jesus uh, who says, you know, about position, right? Um, so the last will be first and the first will be last. Matthew 20. Also Matthew 23, whoever exalts himself will be humbled and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. Also we see in John chapter, uh, what is it? John chapter 3, he must increase and I must decrease. That's St. John the Baptist knowing that Jesus has come to pass on or he's, uh, he has come to fulfill what St. John was preparing the people for. And there he was saying, now it's my time to decrease. And we see kind of all these ups and downs, first, last, humbled, exalted, exalted, humbled, um, increase, decrease. Uh, 
in the least we see right here in St. Paul that he is serving in humility, right? That he is the least. That is, it's not about him. When it comes to our salvation, it's not that we bring something to the table, but blessed are those who are poor in spirit, Matthew 5, right? Uh, Those that uh, know that we are the least, that we are pierced by the law. We are crushed by the law, knowing that we have fallen short in our sin. But yet, as St. Paul shows us, by the grace of God, he was converted. That in the work of Christ, who is the greatest, right? He had come to the world of this gospel to be that very promise to all the world. And there, what St. Paul is saying is, my credibility is in the least, right? My, my, my worth is in the least, because there, in faith, Christ has exalted me, right? He has lifted me up by his very own death and resurrection. That he has exalted me by my baptism, which he has given to me by his grace. I, and St. Paul, being a persecutor of Christians, this is one of great, uh, let's say, distress. One of great, uh, 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 what is it? Uh, oh, uh, one of great pain, in a sense, of knowing what he had done. Yet at the same time, it is by grace he is saved. And there, by the word of God, there he rests. And then the Gentiles, as he is imploring them to rest in, in who they are as children of God, all by the mystery revealed to them um, in the very word. Okay. Uh, to me, though I am the very least of all the saints, the grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. All right, and that's going to be the last thing we're going to talk about today. The unsearchable riches of Christ. You know, in, in one way, when we talk about the unsearchable riches of Christ, remember, St. Paul, he was the one that wasn't searching for Christ. St. Paul was searching for Christians to imprison on that Damascus road. But yet our Lord searches for him. Our Lord, by his grace, finds him. Our Lord, by his mercy, calls him out and converts him on that day. See, the unsearchable riches is given. Not searched out. You know, like in the movie Goonies, you know, um, they're always searching for the treasure. I think that was the plot. I'm not sure. But in Goonies, you know, they're searching for the map and the treasure and all the gold. And they're always searching for these riches. And, and so it is with life. I think a lot of people are searching for something. Some searching for riches, for fulfillment of all these different ways. But here St. Paul is saying... I am going to give you, by the gift of God's grace, the unsearchable riches of Christ. Because these riches are actually searching for you. That Christ, by his, not by silver or gold, as it says in the Catechism, but by his holy, precious blood. That he, by his lavishing his riches upon you, by his very blood, he is searching out for you. By, by coming into this world, 
the incarnation, the Word made flesh, and there He would die, uh, actively obedient, sinful, uh, uh, dying for the sins of the world, searching us out. And this is the profoundness, the profundity of, of God and His will and His grace. And that is St. Paul's testimony. Right? That is St. Paul's, all by God's grace, the unsearchable riches. You know, on the flip side, when we speak of God's uh, richness full of grace, I mean, how, how profound is that? You know, we say the gospel, okay, Jesus, all right, all these things. But when we really dwell upon the gospel, not just say Jesus and say, oh, that's the gospel, but really dwell upon what, it, what his work means, the enduring suffering that he faced all his life, all for the sake of humanity, all for the sake of for you, for the forgiveness of your sins at Calvary, dying the big death. I mean... The, the, the profundity of all of his work and, and the promise that uh, uh, is flowing from the blood of the cross and even from the fruits of his resurrection, your baptism and the Lord's Supper, all these gifts of the word and sacrament. Until the end of time, me and you are going to always dwell upon the, 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 the never-ending joy of what this gift brings. And that's what we need to hear, right? Jesus is not just something that we say in a sermon, right? We don't just talk about Jesus, but we proclaim the mystery of Christ of for you, the unsearchable riches that is of his body and blood and the, and the gift that flows from his blood, the forgiveness of sins. This is what we preach and that is the for you. So when you hear God's word, when you study God's word, especially when you go on Sunday to church this day, I want you to really go with this prayer that, Yes, Lord, what are you going to give to me this day? Because when you hear God's word, that is what is revealed to you. What is being given to me? And there we always rest on the for you. Right? That, that Jesus absolves and, and forgives you of all your sin, all by what he has done. You and me need to hear that till the end of time. Because his riches are so full of grace. As by his grace, he searches out for us. By his nails on the cross, his blood shed, scourged, crowns arrayed on his head of thorns. The riches of this gospel. So beyond what we can ever search for. Given by grace, from Paul to the Gentiles to you, it's always about the Lord, his will, and that is Jesus, the gospel. So remember that this day. We'll stop there. And uh, hopefully that was uh, good for you. Uh, next time we will continue on with verse 
9 and following. Thank you for joining me today. Why don't we have a closing prayer? Dearly Father, O Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word. Lord, may this word dwell within us richly as we continue to rejoice in the riches that you bring. Of this gospel, O Lord, you made us your heirs, your members, your partakers of the promise. Thank you, O Lord, for your merciful grace, knowing full well that we are covered by your, by your, uh, by your promise. Bless us in this identity, this status as your children, and lead us, O Lord, always by the mystery that was revealed to us in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We thank you, O Lord, for this day. Sanctify us in your truth. We pray this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, thank you for joining me this day. And again, love you all, praying for you all. If you have any questions, thoughts, if you ever need to talk, I'm here for you. Please review this Bible study, and may this Bible study be of great help to you. Look at all the colors. It's great. Anyways, until next time, love you all. Have a wonderful day. God's grace be with you. And until then, adios and goodbye. Thanks for listening to this Bible study presentation from Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. For more information, visit us on the web at faithmoorpark.com.